Well, I don't know if I can compete with those puppets. <laughs> and then I was thinking, I don't know if I can compete with these children who said their memory verses. <laughs> I remember when I was their age. Um, fortunately, we only had to get up here once a year uh, during the Christmas program to say our bit. But uh, it was great to hear them, and uh, I really enjoyed the, the first segment uh, of the meeting, and uh, I really enjoyed... Uh, the fellowship that I've been having here while in South Florida. So uh, I just uh, uh, am very thankful for that. I'm, I'm very, I was also thinking I was very thankful for padded pews. In the meeting, in the chapels uh, in um, uh, Zambia, you know, normally it's a wooden plank. <laughs> so it's nice to have a, you know, after a couple hours, my back starts to ache. And anyways, it's great to be here. I'd just like to um, have you open to the Gospel of Jonah. The Gospel of Jonah, chapter 1. Uh, you think I'm confused, don't you? The Gospel Jonah? Jonah? Uh, Jonah? That's not Gospel. The Gospels are in the New Testament. But I like to think of Jonah as a... It definitely has many Gospel messages in it. Um, how... The Lord shows His grace and His mercy throughout this book. And, and not only this book, but many, if not all of the books of the Old Testament, can we find a gospel message, especially in the book of uh, Genesis, how um, God um, used, uh, showed His grace uh, to these men and women, and um, uh, how in Hebrews we, we see that they are uh, many of the patriarchs, um, that is, many times is by faith, by faith, by God's grace, through faith, uh, we are saved. And uh, so God does not change, uh, uh, whether it be Old or New Testament. And, and I, I notice the verse up here, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. And, and so we're grateful for that. Jonah chapter 1, uh, I would like to to uh, uh, speak about Jonah chapter 1 and 2 uh, this morning and then continue this evening on chapters 3 and 4. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go, go to Nineveh. Now I, I mentioned this a bit last night uh, about this word go. Uh, the, the gold, I just... Put it in bold there. Go, go. The, God is is giving this word to to many uh, throughout the Old Testament, and and two that I am reminded of are Joan, um, Moses and uh, Jeremiah, uh, where God told Moses to go, go to back to the land of Egypt, uh, and of course we he gives many excuses. Oh, I have a heavy tongue. I, I'm just who am I that I should go? And ended up saying, um, uh, send someone else, Lord. Send Aaron or someone. Um, uh, and, and also Jeremiah. Jeremiah, the Lord says to Jeremiah uh, to go. But Jeremiah says, Lord, I'm just a youth. I shouldn't, I'm not qualified to go. Uh, I cannot speak so well. Uh, but 
the Lord told them both, you know, who has made your mouth? Um, I will go with you. And that's the encouragement that we see from um, uh, uh, Matthew chapter 28, to go ye into all the world. Go, and we end, and that chapter is ended with the verse, and lo, I am with you always, just as he has promised um, Moses and Jeremiah, I and, and Joshua and many others, I am with you. And so that's the encouragement that we receive as missionaries. We go um, uh, not alone, but with him. He goes before us. And, and so this is uh, a commandment to all of us. We have all been commissioned to go, uh, whether it be across the seas or across the street. Uh, we are to go. Uh, and so he says, Arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose to flee, to flee to Tarshish. Jonah's fled. Uh, yeah, Jonah was going all right, but he is going in the opposite direction. <laughs> uh, he could have gone to, um, Nin uh, to Nineveh. That was only about 500 miles away. But instead, he goes to Tarshish, which is probably the, the southeast corner of Spain, and that's 2,000 miles away. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and so Jonah fled. Jonah fled. And so often, we, we should ask ourselves, how many times do we flee? How many times are we fleeing from the Lord? Uh, what does it mean to flee? Uh, when God calls us or asks us to do something, how often are we fleeing from his presence? Um, in which way? We may not go to some other country, although in some circumstances that may happen. Maybe someone may just pick up and, 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 leave some, and go somewhere else just to try and hope that God would forget about what he wanted us to do. Uh, or sometimes we just ignore what we are feeling or sensing or, or, or hearing God's call in our lives, sometimes we just ignore uh, it and try to block it out. Uh, or we try to explain it away. Uh, well, that doesn't apply, that verse doesn't apply to me. Uh, uh, it's, it's for someone else. Uh, many times we come up with excuses. Um, we can think of every excuse under the sun. And, you know, um, oh, I'm too young, Lord. Just like Jeremiah was saying, I'm too young to do that. I'm inexperienced. Um, or some may say, I'm too old. Uh, no, uh, you know, I'm frail and I'm retired now and I'm just too old. Well, you know, we, we get a lot of retirees on the mission field. You know, they're not able to stay as long as, as some, but uh, they're a big help and a big blessing. Um, or we may say, oh, you know, I got this job. I can't leave my job. You know, I'm responsible. I have to uh, earn some money and pay the mortgage. And no, I just bought this house, Lord, and I, I, can't, uh, I can't do this or that, uh, what you want me to do. Um, I, and the most common one is, Lord, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. Uh, or, or, Lord, let, uh, let, let me get married first, you know. Um, you know, I can... I relate to that, you know, when while I was going through my training and through college, you know, and and I wanted to get married, uh, 
And in fact, uh, when I was applying to MAF, one of the things they said before coming back to them and say, well, why don't you find a wife uh, and then, then we'll send you out. <laughs> well, I sort of, uh, well, I didn't take that very well. I, I uh, met a friend and he said, oh, we need single pilots out there, you know, so, so I went. Well, after two months, two months later, I met my future wife. <laughs> And so uh, the Lord does honor if we put him first. Uh, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his, and, and his righteousness, and these things will be added unto you. And so uh, well, we come up with many excuses. But the, but, um, and so we flee. We try to flee from the presence of the Lord. Um, and so he fled to Tarsus. Tarsus, as I said, is, is probably referring to the northeast corner of uh, the coast of Spain. Probably the furthest place uh, known, the furthest place known to the uh, people of ancient Israel. Uh, they probably considered it as the ends of the earth. Um, you know, I was thinking, and I don't know if it's true or not, but I was thinking what Jonah might have been thinking or how Jonah was sort of compromising and trying to think uh, his way out of this command and perhaps he, and we would do it also, perhaps he's saying, well, instead of going there to Tar- uh, Nineveh, maybe I'll go and be a missionary in Tarsus. Yeah, I'll serve the Lord in Tarsus. Besides, they probably have nicer beaches there. But um, who knows what he was thinking. Um, but uh, I was just trying to put my place in, in Jonah's and try to compromise or uh, come up with another reason. You know, uh, you, you've heard of that song came out a number of years ago, Please Don't Send Me to Africa. Have you ever heard that one? Have you ever heard it? <laughs> That's a great song. Please Don't Send Me to Africa, you know, where the natives are restless at night. <laughs> And uh, it's, it's quite funny. And, and I'll promise to, to uh, wash the communion cups. I'll tithe 11%. Uh, but please don't send me to Africa. You know, but then the, the Lord uh, gets after him. It's a very interesting song. Um, and so Jonah fled to Tarsus from the presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord... You know this. It's this phrase is also mentioned is twi- mentioned twice in the same verse. He went down to Joppa, found a ship going to Tarsus, so he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarsus from the presence of the Lord. And again, that same phrase is mentioned in chap in verse ten. Uh, For the men knew that he had fled from the presence of the Lord. Can you imagine? Think about that. What is the presence of the Lord uh, or to flee from the presence of the Lord? Can you imagine arriving at a place where the presence of the Lord is not? Now, we know that God is omnipresent and God is a God of love and joy and peace. And that's where these things come from. But to be out of God's presence, uh, it would be a place where there is no love. A place where there is no joy, a place there where there is no um, uh, peace, a place there is where there is no life. 
But Jonah was trying to flee from the Lord's presence. It's repeated uh, a few times here. Um, did you know? I wonder. Did Jonah actually believe this that he would be out of God's presence? Well, in a sense, he was out of God. Was still with him, but Jonah, in a way, was away from the Lord, as some believers are today. They are away from the Lord, and things don't go well. Things don't go well at all. Verse four. But the Lord. I like that phrase, but the Lord. (laughs) The Lord had other plans, but the Lord. The Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship was about to break up. Verse 5, Then the mariners were afraid, and every man cried to his God. Here there was a this this storm was so bad these storm these these sailors you know they're they're uh most likely Phoenician and they were experienced sailors they have weathered uh storms before, but here they were afraid if they were afraid, well, it must have been pretty bad you know I'm a pilot and and the passengers look at me, you know, and when they see that I'm afraid, <laughs> then they start to worry. Um, I try not to show that too much. Um, and so uh, here was a prayer meeting happening on deck. They were praying to their own God. Where was Jonah? Well, we see here that uh, Jonah had gone down into the lowest parts of the ship, had laid down and was fast asleep. Now I find this so amazing. How could Jonah be fast asleep? Um, you know, in, in a violent storm like this, you know, and you know the Israelites during that time, uh, they did not like the sea. They were uh, afraid of the sea. Um, but yet Jonah departed to the sea to, to, to um, flee from the Lord's presence. And here, it says even the ship was starting to break up. And and you think someone who's afraid of the sea and the ship is starting to break up, how could he be fast asleep? It's amazing. But um, um, uh, And so the captain, in verse 6, came down to him and said to him, What do you mean, sleeper? Sleeper, wake up. <laughs> Jonah was a sleeper. He was a runner. He's running from the Lord. He was sleeping. How often do we run from the Lord? How often are we sleeping on the job when we should be serving Him? Uh, uh, the Scripture says to redeem the time. We have a very short time on this earth, and we need to redeem it and, and do what we can before eternity. <clears throat> And so in verse 9, So he said to them, I am a Hebrew. I fear the Lord God. I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. Now, isn't it ironic that, that Jonah was saying, I fear the Lord 
God, the, the one who, who made the sea and the dry land. Oh, if, why did he depart by the sea? You know, if he knew that God was created the sea, you know, that might be a kind of dangerous thing to do, I would think. But, um, but what is this to fear the Lord? He says, I fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is, is like, a, in, in, uh, like an awe in his presence uh, or piety uh, before the Lord, obedience to his word. Uh, it's a saving faith. That's what fear of the Lord means. But yet, Jonah's words seem to contradict his actions. <clears throat> Do our words contradict our actions or do our actions contradict our words um, you know you think of all that the Lord spoke like in the gospels the Lord spoke what it means to be a disciple of Christ uh, to, to lay down your life uh, and to give him our all uh, we believe that sincerely but are we doing it? Do our actions contradict what we believe or our words? In verse 10, the Lord, er, and then the men were exceedingly afraid. And they said to him, Why have you done this? For the men knew that he had fled from the presence of the Lord. God was after Jonah. And therefore, he is after the sailors as well, whom they were with Jonah, because they were with Jonah. Uh, they were terrified, especially when they knew that God was after Jonah. They were terrified, and they were terrified of the sea, which was getting worse and worse and worse. <clears throat> and so Jonah said, "Pick me up and throw me into the sea, and you will become it will become calm." For I know that this great tempest is because of me. Verse 13, Nevertheless, the men rolled hard, and they tried uh, trying to return to the land, and they could not, for the sea continued to grow more tempests uh, against them. Therefore, they cried out to the Lord and said, We pray, O Lord. They're crying out to the Lord. Um Here's these pagan sailors before they were, each one was praying to their own God. Now they are praying to Jonah's God. They're praying, praying, they're crying out to the Lord. We pray, O Lord, do not let this, per do not let us perish for this man's life and do not charge us with innocent blood for you, O Lord, have done as it pleased you. So they picked up Jonah and threw him into the sea. And the sea ceased from its raging. Verse 16, And uh, the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice to the Lord and took vows. Now the, the sailors, they are again fearing. You, you see this repeated. They, the mariners were afraid in verse 5. And again um, in verse uh, uh, 9, Jonah said he feared the Lord. 10, they feared... The sailors, the men were exceedingly afraid. And again, it uses this word fear. The men feared the Lord exceedingly. It's the same, same word, the fear, as, 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 as afraid in verse 10, but there's one difference. 
is the object of their fear. Before they were fearing in the sea, uh, but now they fear the Lord. They feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice to the Lord and took vows. Now they, uh, now they, it's like the same as Jonah's fear. As he said in verse 9, that I fear the Lord. Uh, now they are also, they fear the Lord, indicating piety and a believing faith. And so we see God's amazing grace um, for these sailors, these pagan sailors, who turn from their ways, turn from their gods, and they turn to the true and living God, uh, the God that Jonah worshipped. And so again, we see God's grace and, and the gospel in this book, uh, in this chapter. And uh, chapter, uh, verse seven, seventeen. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. Again, God's grace is shown here. Uh, God was after Jonah not to punish him, but to rescue him. He prepared this great fish to swallow Jonah. Um, and again, showing God's grace and salvation to spare Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Now, you know this reference, who used this reference in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? Used the same example. He used uh, the illustration of Jonah being as Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. So was, would the Lord be in the earth for three days and nights. And so this is a type of the Lord's burial. A type of the Lord's burial that he died for us. He was buried for three days and he rose again. Certainly, this is the greatest gift, the greatest grace of all. Chapter 2, Jonah chapter 2, verse 1, Then Jonah prayed to the Lord and the God, his God from his... Sorry, then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from the fish's belly and said, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction and he answered me out of the belly of Sheol I cried and you heard my voice Jonah is crying out to the Lord why because of his affliction uh, he knew what he had done he knew he disobeyed the Lord and the Lord allowed this affliction in his life and we often have afflictions in our lives you know and and it could be for various reasons, uh, even for the Christians uh, who are walking with the Lord, uh, just, you know, like Job, you know, to, to increase our faith and to, to um, and, and, or it could be because there's something that we uh, have not done or should have done or we're not walking with the Lord. The Lord would use affliction in our lives to get us to turn back to him. Um, and so, how many times in our lives do we get but the Lord? But the Lord. The Lord has other plans for our lives. Um, and so, uh, Jonah cried out to the Lord. Twice in the same verse, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction. And the result, the Lord answered me. 
Out of the belly of Sheol I cried. Jonah is crying again. And the result, you have heard my voice. The Lord is there. We may depart from him, but he does not depart from us. Uh, the Lord hears our cry. He hears our cry when we turn from our ways and we turn back to him. Verse 3, you have cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the floods surround me. All your billows and your waves pass over me. Then I said, I have been cast out of your sight. (laughs) Did Jonah get his wish? He is trying to depart from the presence of the Lord. And he says, Lord, I have been cast out of your sight. Well, I guess that's how Jonah felt, and that's how how many of us feel when we are going through these times, that we that the Lord is far away and and that uh, He is not near. Well, it's just the opposite. That's true. The Lord is nearest we who are far away um, from His presence. Um, we are no longer looking to Him. We're looking to ourselves. We're looking to the world, um, and we find no peace. But then it says, "Yet." I will look again toward your holy temple. Jonah, this is a very good example of repentance. Jonah was not looking to the Lord at first, but now he is. Yet I will look again to your holy, to, toward your holy temple. Here's a man who tried to, to um, uh, flee from God's presence. God, he was now alone, but yet he clung to the hope of God's presence in this verse. Uh, he, ho- he, he clung to the hope that God would not abandon him by saying, I will, clean, I will I look towards your holy temple. Now, the temple in Jerusalem was a presence, was a, a symbol of God's presence. And so he turned his eyes back to the Lord. And, and, and the, the song comes up to my mind, uh, turn your eyes upon Jesus. So many times we are looking to ourselves, we are looking to the world uh, for satisfaction, but turn your eyes to the Lord. Um, turn your eyes. That turn means to repent uh, from the way we are going and turn back to the Lord. <clears throat> Verse five: the, the water surrounded me, even to my soul. The soul, the deep, the deep closed around me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. It reminds me of the illustration about the weeds and the the tares, and 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 how the weeds of this world strangle us when we get involved. The cares of this world. The deep closed around me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. Verse six: I went down into the moor, moorings of the mountains. The earth with his bars closed behind me forever. Yet you have brought me up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. Here is a beautiful example of the gospel. The gospel. What is the gospel? What is the gospel? Well, that's good news, people will say. But what exactly is it? Well, um, let me just read quickly in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 15. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, 
verse 3. For I delivered to you first of all that which I received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture, that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Uh, you can't, many will say, well, the gospel is uh, the death uh, and resurrection of Christ, but often leave out the burial. The burial is very important. He was buried three days uh, according to the scriptures. And that is illustrated here in these verses. I went down to the moorings. I went down to go down as in death, just like the symbol of baptism when we go down into the water, symbolizing death and, and um, the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. I went down into the moorings of the mountains. The earth with his bars closed behind me forever, symbolizing burial. He was buried. But yet you have brought up my life from the pit. Resurrection. He brought up his life from the pit. And uh, very, um, just like the Lord Jesus Christ, how he went down into death. He was buried and he was brought up out of the pit. Uh, he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Verse 8, those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. Again, our theme for this uh, book of the Bible. Uh, salvation is of the Lord. Totally of the Lord. Not of ourselves, but of the Lord alone. By His grace, we are saved, not of ourselves, by His grace and loving kindness. And so for this, we are thankful, and, we thank, and we're thankful for this book, which gives us encouragement and, and uh, clearly shows us that the God is gracious uh, and loving kindness, and He shows His loving kindness towards us. And so we just thank Him and praise His name. Should I pray? Okay, let's pray. Father, we just thank you for the fellowship that we can have together in Christ Jesus with one another and with especially with your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for the gospel, the good news, for the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ who went to the cross on our behalf. It was we, Lord, who, like Jonah, have departed from your presence. We have gone our own way but yet you have brought us back. And we just thank you for, for searching after us and, and, uh, and did not give up on us. Uh, we just thank you for your son, the Lord Jesus, who died for us um, and gave his life so that we might have eternal life. For it's in his name we pray. Amen.